Pam 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 banana. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Free to a Good Home podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in this week. My name is Michael Hing, and joining me this week uh, is co-host of the show and regular guest, therefore, Ben Jenkins. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Uh, How are you this I, week? I leave for a week and I'm relegated to guests. That's yeah, fine. You are uh, dressed very summer- summarily today. Yep, I'm summary, like the back of a book. You are. See, ah! It's good. A I have so many. I have so many lines... That I wish that I was an Aussie hip-hop person to put them in. That's, that's almost the worst rap ever. I've got so many lines I wish I was an Aussie hip-hop person. <laughs> yeah. How are you this week? Are you well? Your I'm, summary? I'm feeling very, good? I'm very well. I'm on holidays. Excellent. Excellent. Um, you- I did notice last week that we didn't have an episode, even though I'm reasonably sure <laughs> that we recorded one with the lovely Stuart Dolman and Pat McGee. Yeah. What happened there was I... Took it home mm-hmm. to record. Oh, I did, mean to edit. Did you on the way home meet an, an old swindler who, well, <laughs> who he traded? Been, he said, "Ben, he <laughs> offered me some magic beans." Yeah, is what he did. And and like, I just wanted, like, I don't know how many times more times this can happen with the same swindler and the same promise of magic beans. <laughs> I just don't know what your problem with magic beans is. Like, why else would I? Trade it if not for magic beans. No, so what happened was we recorded it and it was a, it was a very funny episode and I haven't told Pat and Stu this yet, but I somehow deleted it. Okay. Um, and I thought I had a backup on my hard drive, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I certainly did not. Uh-huh. So that's why there wasn't an episode last week, but that's everybody. When you, you, the reason you don't have that hard drive is because you swapped it to a sea witch for a, for, for a pair of legs. <laughs> no, I, yeah. Well, and that's also... But originally I traded it for my, for my beautiful voice. Yeah. And then... Yeah. Uh, how did she get her voice back? Uh, she she brutal- has to get a, a true love's kiss by the end of the third. Oh, day. great! Now everybody knows Eliza's here. <laughs> hey, Eliza! <laughs> Speaking of beautiful voices that have been returned from sea witches, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the podcast our eager as beans, eager beans, eager as magic beans, eager as magic beans. <laughs> guest this week, uh, radio professional, former guest on the show. We invited her back because we had so much fun last time. It's Eliza Riley. Hello. Hello. I'm sorry. I just felt like as the only person with ovaries in the room that uh-huh. I should really just declare what the deal was between Ursula and So how Ariel. does she get them back? Um, she has to get a true love's, um, uh, like a true love's first kiss by the, by the sunset of the third day. Why did, why did Ursula put that in the bargain? Like that seems like a stupid <laughs> loophole. Because she thought, because she thought that like, that redheads never get true love kisses. But, like, <laughs> so do you reckon the actual, the actual moral of the little mermaid is witches shouldn't have hubris. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, you know, exactly. Or which, if you're gonna do something and be like, you've got to eat twelve rocks, <laughs> like, like not something that's nice. <laughs> Oh, it's not something that she has a vested interest in yeah, trying exactly. to do anyway, right? And not yeah. something that she is asking for legs to do. You know what I mean? But he, but she took. Uh, she Eat twelve have rocks a voice. right now. You've got to do it in thirty minutes. Like, <laughs> oh, oh. And then bring out the hot sauce. <laughs> Whoa! Oh, God, this is um, so great. Anyway, the point of all this was that I didn't put up our episode last week. I'm very sorry for that. That's the point of all this. I apologise um, greatly. Do you know what else? I mm. feel like we've been talking for a long time and people are sitting on buses and walking home and on trains. They could be sitting on bended knee. And just about, what? What? About what? to what? propose to someone. Exactly. Listening to this podcast. They? Just give me a sec. 
because I need to know what's being consumed um, because we haven't done Snack Report yet. Mm. Uh, so Snack Report this week, um, I decided because it's such a beautiful summery day Ooh. just to go some seasonal fruits. Um, so I've got some a pun of the blueberries. Yep. A punnet of, I know it's not a fruit, but a little cherry tomatoes. Why is a cherry tomato not a fruit? Because it's a vegetable, I believe. No. I mean, this is an argument as old as... No, tomato is definitely a fruit. Yeah, seeds, bro. Seeds. I remember what happened last time. I know everything. It's so oh, good. yeah, that's right. So I good. know everything. Yeah. Tomato is a fruit because like, it has a seed. Yeah, but that's just like a stupid loophole. Like, Yeah. What do you mean it's a stupid loophole? It's a stupid loophole for riddles. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's just a completely riddle-based fact. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. okay. um, and I've also got I also got a big old bag of kiwi fruits because they were like they were cheap. Like they were they were suspicious, like spider egg cheap. Um, but you before we started recording, yes, I handed a kiwi fruit to Eliza Riley, mm-hmm. and I said, "Do you want a knife with that?" And she said, "Oh, look, to be honest, I'm not really across this fruit." And then she yeah. said, "I know." Well, no, I'm pretty sure it doesn't have a big seed in the middle of it. <laughs> so I put it to you, Eliza Rye, that you don't know shit. <laughs> I don't know shit. But I was right. It doesn't have a seed in the middle. It has lots of seeds, like I said to Michael Hing, like a banana. Hmm, probably they a are, fruit. It is. Probably a fruit on that regard. <laughs> they are spider eggs. Yeah, no, I don't actually do do kiwis that much. But mm-hmm. I, I, I'm eating it now and it's not as sour as I was afraid it would be. No, nah, you, you, you're only going to get them... Um, Sour when they're not ripe. They're just such a stupid <laughs> fruit. Aren't what, a, they? what an interesting fact, Ben Jenkins. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> they're just so stupid. Like, I mean, why is the. That, like... that is the national fruit of probably New Zealand, I would guess. Turkey. Turkey, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like, the skin is so, um, like, weak that you can't actually, like, do I eat the skin? Do I not eat well, the skin? I, I, I used to eat, eat the skin. And Surely then I... someone should just peel it, like, a, a peel it, and then it's like a, a big grape. So, speaking of, yeah, Ben, you used to eat the skin. Mm. There was a kid in my primary school who used to eat the skin of the kiwi fruits, and it would be like a party trick. And oh, really? Other kids would bring kiwi fruits to school <laughs> so that Adam Blackhall would eat, and he would eat... Eat the skin! <laughs> yeah, yeah, Eat yeah. the skin! It was, it was great. He was, he was an, exceptional, an exceptional boy. It is. It the is. teachers thought he was very, very, very impressive. Because it really eating the skin is sort of when guests came to the school. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be like they'd force me to. The governor general (laughs) comes and, yeah. Force me to play the little piano tingly thing, and they'd be like, all right, that's just the warm up. Mm -hmm. Bring out the. Bring out the skin! (laughs) Chance it. Um, Yeah, because that kid is either like. Okay, nobody enjoys eating the skin. It's either out of laziness or you're showboating. Because it's like, it has, it has the consistency of felt. Let me guess what Ben Jenkins' uh, motivation to it. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with la- probably laziness. Well, that's the thing. Like, it could also be showboating. I guess, the thing. I guess with Ben, it could. That's the difficulty. Because yeah. I'm a show-off, but I'm also exceptionally lazy. <laughs> I think it did come down to laziness. Oh, man. Should we, should we kick off in the show, I think? Yeah. Let's do it. I mean, we've already asked Eliza our questions about how, she's, how she does with all the... We lo- go to the last episode if you want to hear Eliza's uh, interactions with the internet yep. and Gumtree and Craigslist. Oh, but do you have updates? Um, do you have, are there updates? I bought um I bought the phone which is in my hand off Gumtree, Ooh. and um and the guy who I uh, bought it off I kind of 
feel like, oh, I don't want to make anyone feel dirty about this whole internet buying situation. So I have a little chat to the guy that I'm buying it off. I met in Newtown and I was going to go see a movie at Dendi. And I was like, what are you up to? And he's like, oh, I'm going to go swing dancing. And I was like, oh, at Miss Peaches. Like, I know that. Da-da-da. Yeah, I do swing dancing too. And then he invited me to be his partner at swing dancing. And I was like, oh, and then? I'm just going to take the phone and you can take the money. And then I, <laughs> I just kind of felt oh, so, Yeah, humanizing this transaction yeah, was a huge mistake. It was a big mistake. <laughs> a big mistake. I should have just thrown the money at him like I first thought <laughs> From I was a moving car. Do. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, wow, okay. Yeah, so, so that was that's wait, that update. Wait, did you... Because the way you yeah. told that story then, it's uh, you said, yeah. I'm going to watch a movie. What are you doing? If oh. I was... If I was listening to that conversation, oh. or if you are said that to me, I'd be like, "Oh, she's inviting me to go watch a movie with her." Oh. So I think I think he was probably creaked out by you and was like, "Oh, <laughs> nah, go come swing dancing instead." That yeah. like you there'll be people around. Swing. We won't be in the dark. She won't try anything. Like my mom will be there, but you can come anyway. I don't want to cast aspersions on your um pastime, but do a bunch of creeps do swing dancing? Yeah. <laughs> Sub question, are you a bunch of creeps? Yeah. Yeah, no, swing dance seems like... Yeah, it's for a bunch of creeps. Okay. It's for a big... No, it's fine. I mean... My parents it... do an adorable thing. Hey, stop it! Ben Jenkins, just hold the phone one second. Yes. Because I have seen you dance with your lady love and you are exceptional at swing dancing. But I just... Oh! Oh, the fedora is on the <laughs> other hand now, isn't it, Ben? You are. That's the first time I met you. You were dancing. But I didn't go to classes. We just, oh, oh, you just got natural swing rhythms. Yeah. Jack. Okay, I already see the movie. A guy from the streets loves the swing. <laughs> <laughs> Goes to Juilliard. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that's you didn't like. Jeez, Michael Hing, he is exceptional at swing dancing. I've I've seen Ben uh, swing dance before, uh, but I was going to say before my parents just because I know Ben. Uh, look, my parents do an adorable thing with swing dancing. They have been learning to swing dance for uh, maybe. A decade now, I reckon, and mm-hmm. they are terrible. <laughs> but, but like, as you'd expect, right? They've got other shit going on in their lives. They just do it for a bit of fun. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're old, whatever. Uh, but they refer to it as swingers club. <laughs> and, and they go, "We're going to swingers club," and then they both giggle a lot. <laughs> so it's not even a mistake. They're like, no, it's like it's like a, them pretending to their kids that they have some Ooh. that they have some sort of oh, are you sure <laughs> double, you think this is a double bluff uh, yeah. you think this is a oh because uh, oh. I thought they were doing it to make us feel uncomfortable yeah but maybe oh no double bluff yeah uh, alright well the podcast is over goodbye <laughs> uh, no let's kick off shall we yep this uh, is a podcast where we go through the classifieds and find cool stuff to talk about this one I found on the internet, this is from I think it's from New York, and it's from Craigslist. Uh, but it's not a it's not a personal. It's a uh, it's a it's a classified, and it's entitled "Antique Urn with Great Grandmother's Ashes Inside." Ah! No, well, hang on. And there's a picture. There is a picture of the urn there. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna Great Grandmother's Ashes Inside. The copy reads like this. I am giving away an antique urn with my great-grandmother's ashes inside. It brings me tears having to let this go, but I can't keep them anymore. I keep on seeing visions of her, and a voodoo priest told me it was the urn. (laughs) I'm giving it away to someone who wants it. Please call, and then the phone number, ask for Raquel. And then, down the bottom it reads, Stop flagging this ad! This is real! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! So what's happened is this person 
is genuinely trying to give away their grandmother's ashes on the internet. Their great-grandmother's ashes on the internet. What's going on there, everybody? Oh, Michael Hing, if you got the ashes, what would be the first thing that you would do with them? I would scatter them in the ocean so that they cannot haunt me ever again. I well, think. see, that's the question. Like, why does... What advice does Voodoo Priest give? Being like, you got to get rid of these, but you can't... It's like, great, I'll just... I'll just throw them out in a bin. And the vo- no, no, no. You've got to like go to the volcano where when she was formed. <laughs> it must remain intact. Yeah. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. Like, but ma- ma- maybe this person doesn't. Or put it on Gumtree. Those are the options. <laughs> it's like that was the missing thing in the Council of Enron Elron scene, where it's just like you know you must take it over the misty you mountains. Are, and you are really <laughs> pushing this Lord of the Rings thing that neither of us jumped on. I know. I know. <laughs> you, you went down the Lord of the Rings. Eliza and I were like, all right, we'll just yeah. And then you were like, no, we'll go. We'll just try again. But imagine we? it's very funny. <laughs> It's very funny. Imagine, imagine Elrond's there and they're like, oh, bloody, bloody hell, Elrond. It sounds like a bit of a schlep. I don't want to do that. And he goes, oh, put it on Gumtree. That's another option. But if, if, oh, it's already got a hit. Oh, great. It's, oh, no, that's Sauron. That's Sauron. Can't give it to him. Now, I reckon none of them had like uh, valid logins. That's true. They all couldn't remember their Gumtree logins. All nine of them because they were outside too long. They forgot the internet. That's why they went on the schlep. I mean, that that bit'll stay in. So that'd be good. (laughs) So, uh, can you ever imagine if you had died, right, Mm, and you've been cremated? Yeah. Imagine this horrible dystopian future. Mm. Yeah. Or just long-term future. I don't know. Look. Yeah. A, a, a dystopia is not required for me to die. But there are dystopias in which you do die. Mm-hmm. Blade Runner. For yep. example. You die in Blade Runner. Yeah. You yeah, die in the Terminator, uh, so Terminator Salvation. Or there are ve- Let me put it this way. There are very few fictional dystopias where I'm thriving. <laughs> <laughs> Ender's Game? Are you thriving in Ender's Game? Because I'm a massive homophobe. <laughs> Um, um, so, okay, Eliza, yep. Ben, you're, you're, you're in the future, yep. you're dead, mm. right? And then you start to you know, go up into the air as a ghost and you're looking down and you're thinking, all right, well, I've got to go visit Scrooge soon to tell you about Christmas, yep. obviously. Yep. But it's August, so... <laughs> yeah, i got some time to wait. <laughs> yep. uh, and so in the intervening time, I might just go check up on... You know what? I'm going to check up on my funeral, oh. right? And you go, oh, what? And you see all your family gather around and they're just weeping and, you know, oh, mm. she was such a, he was such a... Oh, I love him. Oh. <laughs> oh, yep. And then... And then, what, what, say, two weeks later, you're, uh, oh, you know what? I've got some time. I'm just going to check Craigslist. And then uh-huh. you see your Because great- there's, there's a ghost Craigslist. Yeah. Only ghosts can go on. But yeah. you also just want to see how the other half lives. Yeah. And, yeah. So, and then you see your great-grandson or great-granddaughter giving away your ashes on the internet. Yeah. Right? Because they're afraid that you've been haunting them. Now, can I just say... If you weren't before. <laughs> exactly, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You're like, fucking let's turn it on now. Yeah. We're going to haunt the shit out of this. Yeah. That's how, that's how all the like the horror movies start because it's that, like, that ash will haunt the family that takes the ash, right? No, no. Yeah. If anything, if I was if I was this ghost, yeah. mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. I, would, I, I would go, oh, you know what, new family. I'm I'm gonna help you guys out. Yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna you know how I'm gonna haunt you? How? I'm gonna buy you some lottery tickets. Yep. Oh, I'm, can, I, do ghosts know the future? Oh, it depends. Oh, okay. Ghost Christmas Past does not. No, no, no. They'd Very, be like does not know the future. They'd be like, I'm gonna turn off your TV when you forget, when you fall asleep in front of it. Exactly. 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 I'm gonna uh, help you, out. You left your yep. fridge door open, let me just nudge oh, that. Yep. yep. Oh, you know, 
You need me to feed your cats? I'll do that. Yep. You need me to kill your cats? I'll do that too. I'll, do that. I'll, I'll kill a cat <laughs> because I have yeah. already killed your cats. <laughs> um, you know, and then I'll be like, hey, you know how I've been really helping you out lately, guys? Yeah. Just being a helpful yeah. little Casper the Helpful Ghost. Ooh. Yeah. Can you drive me over to my great grandsire's house so I can haunt the shit out of yeah. that little shit? Yeah. Like, can you give me oh some hand with that? I don't, but we can order an Uber. Yeah. A ghost Uber and take it. Take I it just, home. yeah, that's. Also, I wonder what's going wrong in this person's mm, life mm. so much that they're like, ah, it's the urn. It's, you know what I mean? Like, mm. I don't... What are, they, what are they saying in the ad? It just it's, says, uh, I keep getting haunted. It, br- it brings me <laughs> tears having to let this go, but I can't give it anymore. I keep on seeing visions of her. Oh, okay. That's pretty specific. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and a voodoo priest told me it was the urn. Do you know what? I like that she or he thinks that people are flagging it because they think it isn't real, but yeah, actually they're flagging it yeah, because they're like, don't do it. Yeah. Don't give away the ashes. That's what, yeah. He, he's like, man, no, guys, it's not a scam. <laughs> yeah. It's not a scam, you guys. I'm just trying to give away a cremated, a burnt up dead body. That's but, what I'm trying to get rid of. But that really is my first question. It's like, why can't you just throw this into the sea? Mm. That would be if, if I was if I was on the receiving end of this, I because like otherwise it feels like it's a bit of a Trojan urn situation. Uh, Can you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, well, no. Oh, I, I guess we could, but I mean, I don't. Do you want to? Not really, because this guy knows a voodoo priest. This person knows a voodoo. <laughs> See what I mean? What he's done is he's 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 in a he's in a grifting family. Grandmother dies. Great grandmother dies, and but the grifts continue, and he <laughs> goes, "Oh, just take this urn. It's just got ashes <laughs> in it." And then oh. you take the urn, and then when everybody's asleep... It steals your credit card numbers. Yeah, grandma comes <laughs> out of the urn, logs on, buys a bunch of shit on eBay. <laughs> like bad shit, too. Yep. Like, who needs that? Yep. Yeah. Yep. 30,000 inner tube tires. Yep. <laughs> Jesus. And they just turn up, and you're like, fuck! <laughs> All right, you guys want one? Yeah. Yes. Uh, this one was sent in by a friend of the show, um, who's actually sent us a lot of stuff, but didn't want to be named this time. Oh. Um, because I assume he's in witness protection. Oh. Yeah. Um, this is from Brisbane Northwest, um, and it costs $1,800. Okay? $1,800. $1,800. Well, okay. don't be so until you know what it is. I don't know what it is. That's true. It could be good value. Yeah. It's not a bag of chips. Let me tell you that. <laughs> I am selling one bag of chips. Oh, it is. <laughs> it is a bag of chips. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. I have... I have two 50-meter professional water slides. They could be joined together to make 100 <laughs> meters. They are in pieces. There are no stands, and they do need some work to reassemble, some fiberglass work and some painting. They are set up on stands and made out of copper logs, uprights, and hardwood cross members. So that's for water slide um, aficionados out there. It's, that's the deal. I would love uh, to set up myself... But I'm selling my house and I don't have any more room for them. Uh, this is how much they cost me to get. So long as I don't lose anything, I'm happy. One does a 360 degree under itself and the other has a real tight 90 degree right hand turn. I think Ooh. this is cheap and would be lots of fun this summer. Oh. Oh. $1,800. Dare we dream? I could do it. I could do it. I think I could do it. <laughs> I want to do it. Do you, have, do you have access to a pool? Absolutely not. <laughs> I have nothing. I think I could do it. I think I could. Yeah. Do you want to be the local hero to all kids in the, in the area? Yeah. You should go down to the, the duck pond. At Victoria Park. No, yeah. no. Oh, yeah, go on. And just and set this up there. Can I suggest that that for those international listeners and listeners who don't live 
within a kilometer of where we're recording, that <laughs> there is a park, beautiful park with a pond in it um, down the road from here. That park is that, that pond is like ninety percent broken glass, <laughs> and it's not very deep. Nope. It's an illusion. on account of all the glass, he says. <laughs> <laughs> it's an illusional like lake, and because I saw a woman wading in it one day. Yeah, <laughs> there is there is nothing I can imagine that would be worse than entering yeah. that water at a high velocity. <laughs> uh, the the person who sent it in said that he's pretty sure he knows where it came from. Like he says, he says, um, he says, he thinks this is the same water slide that was at uh, the Woolshed, which was the name of the place when I was a lad. He says, the amount of stories about kids getting enough speed to go over the side. I have no idea why it shut down. <laughs> well, 90 degrees is one of one of the sharpest angles <laughs> that a young child can uh, land at a wall. Legally, in the state of Queensland, that's true. So I have some questions about this but yeah. before we... I mean, obviously, we need to raise this money. Yeah, I mean, like, this is... Patreon... I'm, this um, is what we've never asked for donations before. No. But maybe this is the first step. Kickstart it. But, but the first thing I want to ask is they're referred to as two professional water slides. Mm. Are these professionally made water slides? Uh, because obviously they're not right because they're being made by you and I, which makes an amateur. Or that suggests then that they are water slides for professionals. Oh, is in water sliding the sport? Yeah, which I don't think is a thing, but maybe they can be used for sort of water luge. Is do that you, a thing? Do you think that? Okay, so I'm sorry if like Matthew Mitchum listens to this podcast. If you do, I think you're a great guy. But do you think that there's much difference between like water sliding being Olympic sport and diving being an Olympic sport? <laughs> no. Because those are both fun things you do at a pool. <laughs> they are. They are both fun things. I think it's more of like that has so many elements to it. And diving's just from a height. Really. Diving's basically falling, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> you got all right. First of all, look at the shape you're both in. Neither of you are going to be. Neither of you are going to be diving the Olympics anytime soon. All right. But both of you could easily enter Olympic water sliding. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You, they, you, they would require very little change to either of your physiques and lifestyles for uh-huh. you to be able to be Olympic uh, water sliders. But there is no chance, and I include myself in this, there's no chance that either, either any of us are becoming... How magnanimous of me to include myself? Gonna, <laughs> I, guys, don't worry. I'm also not an Olympic diver. <laughs> But I think it's interesting because maybe if that's built for kids, that's why adults will like go over the edge because nope. it, like the loop de loop is for a smaller. This body. did the email did say that um, it was specifically children zipping off the edge. Oh, <laughs> so it's built for adults and the kids get too fast. Yeah, because the kids don't have they don't have the gravity to keep you. I mean, I don't know exactly know how physics works, but I mm-hmm. think uh, if you're a kid, wouldn't you be able to? Wouldn't you not have the gravity to the gravitational force to keep you stuck? To the slide, so you're more likely to flip out. That's the what end, that movie, the Sandra Bullock and George Clooney movie, was about. I thought you were <laughs> going to say that's what that movie about black. I thought you were going to make an interstellar is gravity joke then. Okay, but you know you didn't. I just made a gravity's water slides joke. Yeah, I know, <laughs> yeah. but I was like, oh, that's well, that's where. Anyway, <laughs> can you imagine like gravity the water slide? That would like, be great. Themed, yeah. And um, maybe you have to get in a thing and then like has Sandra Bullock's like only lines of like, help me, help me. And you have to go down. I think there's like flashbacks of a daughter you lost or something. Is that a thing in it? Are you talking about like a Universal Studios ride? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a water slide. Mm. And you have to get in the spacesuit. That's a fantastic idea. Um, Get on it. Thanks, guys. Well, you know, $1,800 and I'll have it for you, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So like if we kickstarted this, Uh um, I mean, $800, the guy's right. He goes, I think this is cheap. I think you're correct, sir. 
that this is very cheap. Yeah, but I don't think e- any of us have the capacity to build this thing. He says he's happy to build it. No, what? he didn't, does he? Yeah. I think he did. No, nope, that's not a thing you said. That's a thing. No, I would love to set up myself. Oh, but I'm selling my house and I don't yeah. have for it. Yeah. What? <laughs> like, you don't buy a water slide and then be like, oh, I thought it would fit. Like, it's not a fucking... No, I reckon you do. I reckon it's just like that vintage car that you plan on doing up. It's just like that unicycle that you plan on learning. It's just like a guitar that you're going to throw I, in under the stairs. A hundred meters of water slide. Yeah. You know, like... I don't know. You're you're a very methodical person, so I don't think you ever you've ever had this. But like, it's like you'd go to IKEA and you're like, yeah, that cupboard's probably going to fit. And then you get home and you're like, fuck, that is like guaranteed with this water slide. Sure, but unless you. But the thing, the reason I would never do that with IKEA is because it's so easy to put together, right? I turn, I get it home and I'm like, ah, it takes me a day and I'll put this together. You yeah. Know? There are so, I have so many half-started hobbies, Ben. You don't even know. Sure. Like uh, when, when we had Jordan Scopolis on, he was talking about my Warhammer army that sure. I never finished. Sure. You know, sure. my, my collections of magic cars upstairs that mm-hmm. I have not mm-hmm. made into decks for mm-hmm. tournaments. You know, just so much stuff that I have started and not finished, yeah. Ben. This water slide, I would definitely buy this and just leave it in the back to collect spiders. No, <laughs> you'd get like 70 meters in and then forget that it, you didn't finish it and then just send your children down. <laughs> <laughs> also, does it have a pump and everything with it? Or how does that work? Or is it, is it just a slide? It's interesting, Hing, because it doesn't mention any water or pump. Huh. So what I think you're just getting is fiberglass on a gradient. Oh, but then uh, can you <laughs> just attach a hose to it, I guess? Standard garden hose, sure. Yeah, or do you need... I don't know. How does a water slide work? I had to do a... um. Can you... Could, could Okay. If you fall at the same rate as the water... Could you just put a bucket no, of water and then slide down? The water. Would you? Uh, no, the water would go faster than you, right? Well, don't, I, don't, I, don't things drop at the same? Rate? Oh, I've watched heaps Speed. of like nineteen eighties action movies where they go off a cliff with water and they fall at the same rate ah. as water. Ah. Uh, I oh, last friction comes into it anyway. Not no, Ben. Go. Sorry. I last year did um, for the for the consumer affairs show I work on. I did a um, piece to camera while going down a water slide. Um, I saw that. I saw that. Uh, and I, I need to watch your television. This sounds fantastic. <laughs> and I was dressed as um, uh, Poseidon, King of the Ocean, and um, my trident got away from me because because this the, sounds so unsafe. Uh, yeah, it was super unsafe. Which water? Did you do it at a water park? Yeah, we did it at Manly Waterworks. And did Manly Waterworks know you were doing this? I don't think they got the full scope of what we were doing. Because that sounds very... If I was running the Manly Waterworks and King Trident turned up with uh-huh. a camera crew and was like, hey, I'm just going to go down this water slide, I'd be like, no, fuck off! There's no <laughs> way! Man, you, can't, you can't pay me enough money to let you, do, to let you kill yourself <laughs> on this fucking water slide. But what happened was I had to basically go down the water slide with my Trident and then come out the end and keep talking and walk toward the camera and the whole crew were waiting down the bottom How for me. How many tastes did this take? Well, I was very itchy. By the end of it, because the costume that I was in was like a big muscle suit that was made out of like, you know what I mean? And it shrunk to me and I was wearing like beard glue. I would argue that this sketch would be funnier without the muscle suit because, (laughs) because, well, I mean, I don't know what the sketch is, I should say, but yeah. I was I was meant to kind of look as much like Ariel's dad actually, as, as makeup and, and, and padding would allow. Interesting. But anyway, the first or the second take, I was going down and I lost my trident and my trident moved faster than I did. And I couldn't, so... (laughs) You were like grappling. Yeah, I was trying to grab it. And like, there's a take somewhere now in the ABC of like, just silence at the bottom of a water slide. And then like, and then a trident popping out. And then like, 
a, a, a little a little itchy boy <laughs> flying out, being like, "Give her back the money!" <laughs> oh, all right. Let's move on, Eliza. Do you have one? Yes, I do. I'm very excited about this one. Okay, I'm just going to read the, uh, the headline. Twilight Edward Dole, new in box and more, all in capitals. Ooh. And more has an ellipsis after it. Hello. <clears throat> Hi. Have a Twilight Edward Dole, new in box, never taken out. Just sat on cupboard, great for an Ed- great for our Edward fan. And for free, a smaller Edward Dole and, and a Edward bandana. <laughs> and two brand new Edward Eclipse pens and three vampire <laughs> charms great for a gift dot 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 please send mobile number pick up poraka poraka yeah pick up poraka ad will take our oh, ad will be taken down when sold firm $25 bargain price so is this a case of somebody defecting to Team Jacob and, <laughs> and, and just trying to get rid of their old life well I think if you're if you convert from Team Edward to Team Jacob. I think the book says you have to burn all your Team Edward stuff, don't you? I think uh, yeah. you can't just give it away, sell it for twenty five bucks. This is probably someone who's outgrowing their Twilight fetish. I think no. someone's growing up. Well, oh, oh, it's in South Australia, and it is 2014, and in South Australia, it moves light years ahead of all of us. So mm. maybe Twilight is. Is, is Twilight out. done now? Has Twilight come and gone? I think Fifty Shades of Grey is in. And Twilight is out. Sorry, not not what's hot or not. I meant like, oh. is the Twilight series. <laughs> I like how I was just so confident yeah, giving like, you what the Let me tell you how it's going to be. Do you know what the irony of that is though, Eliza? What? That Fifty Shades of Grey, actually, the woman who wrote it, actually started it online as weird Twilight, Twilight fanfic. Oh my God, Ben, you're talking to a girl okay. who was a teenager during this time. Okay, I'm I sorry. totally know this. <laughs> but I haven't read Fifty Shades of Grey no, either. I, Have oh, you? Um, no, but my... Mum. My mum has too. Yeah. And this was like before. What? Yeah. Yeah. This was like wow. before it was like big, right? Mm-hmm. And I went around to oh, mum. What a hipster mum you've got. Yeah. Yeah. yeah hipster mum's great. I went around to mum and dad's and the book was there and I picked it up and I was like, what's this? And mum just looked at me. She's like, oh, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of effing and jeffing in that. <laughs> <laughs> um, she really didn't like it. So, or, or she did a very convincing job of, of. <laughs> No, see, my mum kind of did the same thing. Kind of did this, oh, well, you know, everyone's reading it. And I didn't, you know, oh, it's a bit silly, isn't it? But I think that she loved it. And I think your mum was effing and jeffing while she was reading it. Stop that, It's weird because that's the closest, like, a baby boomer woman will ever come to porn, right? Well, maybe. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Except I mean, for the, all the porn. Yeah. No. No, they don't know it exists yet. We need to keep it on the download. But yeah, it's kind of a bit like, oh, I don't know if I should allow you to read this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> How about another one, shall we? All right. This one is taken from Craigslist in Sydney. It's from the personal section saying, man seeking a woman, feed her for feedee. Uh, man for woman, 31. As the title says, I'm an Aussie guy, 31, looking to meet the right woman for an ongoing feeder feedy relationship. Age, race, or size is not an issue. Well, I as imagine size actually will become an issue. As much, Pretty... of, as much of both being on the same page and setting goals and reaching them in a safe way are. You could be 45 kilos and looking to gain weight or 150 kilos and looking for that special someone who can help you be what you want to be. More than happy to chat first and become comfortable and confident with each other or if you're ready, just dive straight in. Any questions or concerns, feel free to ask. 
I've got some questions. Mm-hmm. And concerns? What, and concerns? Yeah, and co- no, yeah, 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 I do. But what's a feeder? A, f- a what? A feeder and a feedy. Oh, you don't know this? No. So we've not really discussed this on the podcast before, I don't think. No. But this is this was kind of made, I think, publicly, I guess, famous or infamous by a documentary, at least in our kind of generation, yeah, yeah, yeah. by a documentary that was shown on SBS uh, about a decade ago. Mm. And it was about, I don't know who made it, but it's a kind of a thing we, everyone kind of watched. It was, a, it was a fetishy kind of documentary about these guys, mostly in America, who would uh, find these, uh, mostly men, would find mostly women partners and then would just kind of slowly fatten them up <gasps> over time to the point where they became... Immobile. Like immobile. Completely. Mm. Yeah. Oh, and they... Do you know what seems weird? That it's not called Gretling. What's Gretling? Like Hansel and Gretling. <laughs> like that oh, seems. Yeah. yeah. That's, well, if I wanted to make this seem less like objectively <laughs> super creepy, I would call it Gretling. And the reason it is creepy, uh, not 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 take away from your uh, great nomenclature there, Ben. Uh-huh. Uh, but the reason it's super creepy is because it becomes a dependency thing, and it's like I and what I'm getting off on when I do this. Well, not me. Well, the character. What I get, what what the what the person gets off on a lot of time is the power they have of this person because they can't move. They become totally dependent on their feeder, and so the feedee is just there, and they're totally helpless. Now, this is a subculture that, like, yeah, I've seen a documentary about it, and I don't know anything about. So, if you are in a relationship, this and it is not uh, what we're describing. Please get in touch and let us know. In is, the interest of balance, don't, yeah. you, don't you think it would be more also about the idea of being like, um, oh, I get to, I get to look after someone. Yeah, you become a carer as well, but uh, yeah, but I, it's mostly about like, oh yeah, you're stuck in that bed. Well, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure there's a range of relationships and, in this thing, and I think all of these relationships are a beautiful, unique, creepy snowflake. It's true, and then over the internet now that you can actually pay to watch someone eat. You can what? Like, yeah, I think I know about this. You can Alternatively, basically... <laughs> how can I be paid for people to watch me? <laughs> no, no, like there's like there's a, a woman, a large woman on the webcam, and then it's basically like, ding, oh, so and so gave me a hundred dollars to eat this hamburger, and so their watchers pay and feed via like oh, money. Oh, it's eat a request thing. Eat, eat a request. I mean, you eat. eat oh, that's that's yeah. Okay, I'm I'm kind of more on, I'm more on, for some reason I'm more on board with that. Yeah, I guess. Like, oh, oh, look, I got a I got a I got a little notification here. <laughs> ah, so uh, someone here, here under the sea wants me to eat twelve rocks. Okay, I guess that's <laughs> thing that I'll do. And so, what is this guy actually after? Now that I know what a feeder and a feedy this is, this person he is a feeder looking for a feedy. In the inner west of Sydney, he's thirty-one years old, and basically he's. But he says more than happy to chat first. I should hope so. Yeah, <laughs> I should hope so, sir. Become comfortable and confident with each other. Yes, that's a bare minimum. And I like the thing about setting goals and being safe and like that. Yeah, that's madness. It, yeah, I mean that does. I mean, I don't think there is a safe way to do this, right? Because because the whole point of it is you become immobile. Yeah, I, I, you know. So it just it does seem. That does seem very unsafe. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, th- I think our general vibe on this podcast has always been, hey, do whatever you want. Whatever works. Be safe. But surely yeah. if you were, surely like the feedee is the problem here. Like we're talking about the feeder being the creepy one, but surely a woman who wants to be immobile through food, through someone else feeding them and gets oh. off on that, surely that's Look, like I'm not problem. trying to take away anyone's agency in this. I'm sure that's both true. people are making, I'm yeah. sure both people are making decisions. Sure. Yes. But... 
inevitably, <laughs> the creepy dude is the creepy one in the creepy relationship. No I think. way, uh, Michael Hing. Well, I just, I just think that like if 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 there's two people, if there's one person who's and like, one's a man, they're the creep. Well, hey, <laughs> nine out of ten times, right? Nine out of ten times, the dude is probably going to be the fucking creep. I don't know. Let's move on. Ben, do you have one? This is from the beautiful south coast of New South Wales. Beautiful. Hello, south coast. Um, this is just in the swap area, like the swap section of Gumtree. Mm-hmm. Swaps and trades. Swaps and trades. It was listed two days ago, and um, it is farm for sale. Farm for sale. 83 acres. Cottage on property. Property. Creek. Telephone, good soil. Finn. What are you going to swap for that? I, that I, it doesn't, you got a Charizard card? What are you going to swap for yeah, it? it does what not. Gonna, what are you going to throw it out? It does not say. It doesn't say what he wants. No. Now, Eliza, you grew up on a farm. I don't know how property <laughs> deals work in the outside country. of the big smoke, but... Because, I mean, in the big smoke, you'd need a real estate agent. You'd need some contracts to be signed. Okay, so this is what happens. A guy goes around and puts flags in the ground. And then it's a big race on a horse and Tom Cruise dies. (laughs) Hang on, what? (laughs) That's I just did the plot for a movie with Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. And basically, like, in... Born on the 4th of July? Days of Thunder. No, they have to, like, grab the... Was it Seabiscuit? No, no, no. It's about America and they put the flags out in the land and they're like, just go for it. It's good to have land. And if you reach the flag, then you get the land. What? Come on, you know this. I've not. I've seen like four films, to be honest. Oh, this, uh, this constantly okay. comes up on this. Yeah, oh. this constantly comes up on this podcast. Okay. I've seen and, four and films. Four and three of them are the first Jurassic oh, Park. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. I was, oh my god. <laughs> Well, basically, I was just trying to like um, reappropriate the information from like a not very good movie uh-huh. but, oh, no. and make it f- funny. I, no, t- don't worry. I understand the mechanics of the joke you're making. And I'm on board with that. Don't think I don't get the leafy laughs we're doing here. I understand the goof fully. I just don't have the context for the actual movie because I'm an idiot. Oh, okay, okay. It surprised me that I don't know this. Yeah. I think you're talking about Seabiscuit. No. No. I think you're talking about the movie Seabiscuit. Oh, hang on. Was it not, instead of flags, was it a weird fuck party? And you're thinking of Eyes Wide Shut? <laughs> <laughs> the flag was the clitoris. Yeah, that's oh my what god, it was. you have to get it. You have to get it so quickly. Um, the um, uh, no, yeah, you kind of trades do happen like that on the farm. Really? Yeah. What? What would you? You'd be trading for another farm, though, right? You'd be like, hey, I've got a cattle farm. I want to trade it for a veggie farm. Do you know? Uh, often they actually just go like, oh well, I've got this block of land and I can't actually look after it. I'm going to give it to someone who can look after it until another day where I need it. Oh, and I'll claim it back. Yeah. Oh. And then in the meantime, someone's like, well, I've got a farm. Like, do whatever you and, want on yeah, it. Yeah, and they're like, hey, just as security, you give me your son as a ward. Yeah. And then I raise him as my own and then one day... You'll have to guess my name. There's one condition. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring a 100-meter slippery slide to the farm. Oh, my God! Okay. Yeah. What? So you're saying we get this farm, set up a slippery slide. Eliza, how big is that? Three acres. Uh, enough for a hundred meters. Is okay. It? Yeah. <laughs> okay. What do you mean? Oh yeah. A, a, a acre is like oh. How I many? Don't know. H- how many farthings are in an acre? Well, a I'm lot. just concerned that it's like an acorn, <laughs> which is quite small. Mm, that's so stupid. Hey, are acres? Are, are they the same as hectares, or are they different? different? Different. And are they imperial, or are they? They're they're probably imperial measurements, right? No, it's like outside of all. It's like 
Fucking oh god! Yeah, I, I hate measurements so much. <laughs> it's like just do it in square kilometers. Why wouldn't you do it in square kilometers? I think it is an acre is a measurement of square kilometers. I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure you can convert. We're gonna get <laughs> yeah, so no, many yeah, emails. You know, oh, we've got the. Should I look it up? No, let's just let's just let's okay. go back to the goofy goofy. Yeah, let's just <laughs> wait until somebody's like, actually, I think if I shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening and engaging with us. Eighty-three really acres is is not. It, it's kind of a big hobby farm so okay. i don't think you would you wouldn't be able to put any sort of livestock on there maybe but it's like a big hobby farm okay but I, it does have a creek yeah uh, yeah and it does like what would you put I mean, in a creek ben jenkins i put a i wouldn't put it in the creek but i'd lead a water slide going creekwood oh you know what you should do you know be the great the best aussie backyard ever yep. 100 meter <laughs> water slide and then it goes off into a tire swing over a creek Oh. You would break all your legs. Yep, <laughs> you would break all of your legs. Yep, you, yeah. We could set up a new Wonderland, <laughs> <laughs> and then close it down very quickly. Yeah, we were sued by every child. <laughs> Children know how to sue you. They're idiots. <laughs> They're tiny little idiots. Eliza, were you too young to ever fully enjoy Wonderland? Uh yeah. Too young and, and, and from outside of the big smoke. I went once and the only thing that I remember is way oh, way oh, wonder, 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 wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> I put is that it- an advertising <laughs> jingle? Uh, or is that oh my a God, hallucination you had on a ride? You just <laughs> let me go. I was like a little penguin on the ice. Just <laughs> watching from the side being like, no, keep going. You, you, I mean, <laughs> everyone listening could tell that you were beginning to waver there. <laughs> <laughs> you got about you got about three wayos in, and you were like, "No, I've got to finish it. Oh, I've got to finish it." It's the theme tune that they have in the theme park on all the speakers in all elements of the park. And I remember being probably under ten, being like, "God damn, this is annoying." <laughs> and it just played over and over and over again in between, sort of like health bulletins and emergency services. <laughs> <They played> like, <laughs> oh, sorry. We should probably say again. Listeners outside of, of, of Sydney, Wonderland was like the only theme park that we really had in mm. in like New South Wales. In like a big fucking metropolitan city. Yeah. Like four million people, one theme park. Yeah. <laughs> Frankly, not enough theme parks. But well, actually, it turned out that that was probably too many theme parks because it went into foreclosure. Like yeah. there was, it couldn't sustain itself. And it wasn't and it wasn't kind of attributed to any sort of company, like full st- so like were the characters original characters or was it kind of Looney Tunes and Oh uh, yeah, it was a real mixed bag. It was a real yeah. mixed bag. It was yeah. a real mixed bag. So it wasn't. It wasn't like a. Uh, it wasn't like a Disney World, for example, where everyone's a Mickey Mouse. Yeah, you know? or like mm. a Universal Studios or whatever. No. Yeah. It was from memory. Mm. It was a weird, weird cocktail of like lesser Hanna Barbera characters. Hanna Barbera characters. Yeah. Yep. And and, the and then the occasional Looney Tune. But yeah. also also in the mix, like people pretending to be blacksmiths in Australian frontier times. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. You could go watch a, a, an always gun show type thing. Yeah, so it'd be like, oh, bloody hell, Cobber, I'll make you Ned Kelly helmet. And then Snagglepuss would be like, Nexus, thank you. Oh, should I do Top Cat again? <laughs> uh, Eliza, I don't know if you know this, but Ben has recently been forcing these uh, impressions of Hanna Barbera characters onto Officer Dribble. And I feel like you have walked directly into this. It's Officer Dibble. Um, (laughs) Oh, welcome to Wonderland. (laughs) Yeah, young man this way. Up to the space probe. (laughs) 
What's a space probe? It was I the mean, most terrifying ride of all. Space probe was a that, that, that was a type of ride where it's it's the classic type of ride where you get raised about 100 meters in the air or something. Uh, 100 meters? Tower no. Terror. No. 50 meters in the air? I don't know. Yeah, about 50. And then you get and yeah, and then you're in an elevatory type thing, but you But get it's dropped. out. It's all exposed. Yeah, and and you get dropped and you look out and you go, "Oh!" Do you know what I love? I love because I rode that for a whole day once mm-hmm. um, because as like a treat for doing like, let's face it, it couldn't have been that well in school. <laughs> um, <laughs> my mum and another friend of mine's mum took us to Wonderland like on, during the week. Yeah. Um, Wait, you, so you skipped out on school? Yeah, for doing so well at it. And um, <laughs> I think what happened was your teachers you called your parents, but your parents were like, <laughs> Ben doesn't matter. <laughs> just, he's, he's not going to finish yeah. you. It would just take him away. His, his role is prime. His, his job, I foresee, with startling accuracy, <laughs> is going to really rely on being able to stay cool-headed while riding things. <laughs> if you could film all of his rides today, that would probably help his future. Yeah. Um, That's a, that, is a bit, that, that is a self-fulfilling prophecy, though. Do you know what I mean? Very much so. Yeah. Mm. But I'm just saying, I have done pieces of the camera on a water slide and while bungee jumping. No, I know. And, but that, so, that's and on saying. a jet ski. Too. And on a jet ski. But we can trace all of those things back <laughs> yeah, to this, this one day where you got kicked out of school to go yeah, to one yeah. plant. <laughs> it's like looking at looking at Ben's skills and it's like, well, he's not very... I mean, he's terrible at maths and he doesn't pay attention to anything, but he is really good at talking about and visiting Wonderland. So I get, and, but your school's like one of those kind of like hippie schools. They're like, well, we've got to encourage every snowflake. Yeah, we've got to push him. Yeah, we've got to, put, we've got to meet him somewhere in yeah. the middle. But So I went... I rode that ride for a day, just like, but they wouldn't let you just stay on it. So you um, had to like pretend that there was a queue and go like all the way around and then walk. Why through. would you do this repeatedly? Well, I wanted to like, I wanted to get a photo. Me and my mate wanted to get a photo of us just being like completely straight faced uh, as the thing dropped. But it was very frightening, so we couldn't do it. But, <laughs> but what I remember the most about the space program, and this is true of a lot of like half bought out kind of shitty rides, is that they have a really stupid backstory. Oh. Like, what was this backstory? The backstory was that it was like an escape pod. But this was also sponsored by Channel 7, Seven. wasn't it? It was, it was sponsored, called, by, sponsored by a local television station. Yeah, called the Space Probe 7. And so, like, Anna Corrin, no, maybe, maybe Sandra Sully had a cameo as the newsreader being like, oh, this just in, get on the Space Probe. <laughs> oh. like, like, what, what's terrible about that is the escape pod would be leaving Earth, wouldn't it? Yeah, and then it comes back. Yeah, and then it comes back. Well, maybe that's the most terrifying thing is that you no. go back down to the monsters. No, I remember thinking that on my like 20th ride, being like, this has plot holes. And <laughs> um, so you, you ask like, the 15-year-old guy running, you're like, excuse me, yeah. I've been running this for a good 24 <laughs> yeah. hours now, and it seems to me there are some of these like, I don't give a fuck, yeah. just keep going. I have some <laughs> script notes. Um, I don't know if this ride was... i have was, to get my manager. Yeah, I don't know if this ride was dramaturged at all before. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then I remember recently... Wouldn't that be a fucking awesome job? Being the writer. Yeah. For, that'd be... Oh, man. But there are cases where they go really overboard. Like, I was... I went to laser tag recently uh, at a friend's stag do, like, at a Bucks night. And the laser tag was in Fox Studios, which isn't a, a theme park really. It's just a district now. Um, <laughs> and the backstory... Of that laser tag is 
so involved. <laughs> like, you know, this guy wrote like a Bible for it. Do you, and think, like, do you think the manager of the, the that they were like, all right, all right, Charlie, uh, just, you know, we're opening tomorrow. Can you just write up a couple just of couple things for yeah. these? Like, I've been working on this script and I yeah. got this job at, at Fox Studios so that I could probably <laughs> pitch it to someone. And I know that Rupert Murdoch's probably not going to come here. And, but if he does, and he plays the laser tag, he'll see it and he'll make a movie out of my, please read this script. And like, he'll whatever, Charlie. See just, what, a, what a rich universe I've painted. Because seriously, it's like, the year is 2042. All the world's water is controlled by the corporation. It's so great. And like, there's this massive lead up to it. And I think this is a friend of the friend of the podcast, David Cunningham's, or maybe friend of the podcast, Mark Sutton's favorite thing to quote about this backstory mm. is, um, remember this, like in your briefing, it's like, remember the soldier's code. Um, there's like something that makes sense. No running, no climbing. <laughs> so good. Eliza, you got one? I do. I have one all the way from London in the UK. It's a personal. A kissing date with a modern day musketeer? 42. <laughs> Would any slim girl like to meet me for lots of passionate kisses? I am 42 years old, told I look 32. Hello. You two are kind of close to 32, aren't you? Hey, well there. I'm 29. I'm getting up there. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Just because you're six. <laughs> <laughs> five, five, eight. Tall, fun-loving, exciting, creative, very well-educated, very well-spoken, dynamic and attractive male with a great sense of humour and I'm looking for some mind-boggling, toe-curling kissing with an attractive, slim, intelligent, witty girl. I am fit, agile, athletics with lots of stamina. I like. I started to fence with swords. I do foil three oh. months ago, and I had my first competition on October eighteenth. Uh. I also do spinning and running at the gym. I am a non-smoker. VWE eight to eight point five inches. I don't know what that means. And also give a fabulous sensual massage. Can you just talk about his dick in the middle of that? <laughs> Is that what it means, Michael uh, Hing? I don't know why I look I directly at you. I, I, I do know a lot of these uh, acronyms. I think VWE could be... Uh, Very well endowed. Yeah. <gasps> no, it could be. Yeah. Could, yeah. Very, yeah. Very, um, eight yeah. This is junk. To 8.5 inches. Okay. Sure. That, that is. That, I reckon that's it. But ben that does hands. just seem like a... Really out straight, of nowhere, out of absolutely nowhere. I'm right. a non-smoker <laughs> and I have a huge dick. <laughs> going on, uh, and then um, it, 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 uh, uh, he goes on to say, I don't take myself too seriously. Well, you clearly do. You I know. definitely do, yeah. sir. And I firmly believe life is about having fun. I'm very honest, and I do not play games unless it's strip scrabble, which I have devised. Smiley <laughs> face. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just do a quick ground the horn on how we think that works? Strip uh, Scrabble. Is it? Is it? I think you take off an item of clothing every time you're literally the worst fucking person. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to write um, like uh, things, words about stripping in Scrabble. That's so, it. So yeah, I, I write down like blouse, and then she's got to take off her blouse. Yeah, no, if, oh, if yeah. you can, if you can spell it out, they have to take it off. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I, I, anyway, um, and he's very comfortable in his own skin. Oh. If that's not enough for the kisses, I also write a very popular blog on relationships, which is read in 140 countries around the world. Whoa. Are there even 140 countries? There's only Whoa. like there's only like 80 countries, right? There Surely. are no, no, Hing. There are more than <laughs> there. There are 140 countries, but Righto. but I would say, <laughs> what are you, 
<laughs> bloody Ben UN Jenkins. Whatever, oh, check mate. out bloody Rand McNally over here. Um, he goes on. This is a genuine ad, so please, please only contact me if you're willing to swap numbers straight away. It's one word, straight away. Straight away. And up for kissing immediately. <laughs> kissing immediately on the first meeting, okay? I am not into endless emails, and I would like to swap numbers and speak on the phone ASAP and hopefully meet soon afterwards for lots of intimate kissing, etc. Smiley face X. Uh, this person seems very frustrated and 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 feels very entitled to sort of kissing, obviously. Kiss and smooches. And I feel like what's happened here is he has taken up fencing <laughs> and it has not had the desired effect on his love life. He didn't actually say he say he said he competed in October, but he didn't say what place he got. No, no but what I mean is, I reckon what he did was he was like, I'm gonna. You know what the girls love? They love a man who can handle a sword. Like, he was getting <laughs> raised, and the only movie he saw growing up was, like, The Three Musketeers or yeah. The Man in the Iron Mask. Both movies I haven't seen, but I know involve The Three Musketeers. Very much so. And uh, so when he, he's seen it, he's like, wow, women l- bloody love women a Women fit- love swords. See, that's the thing. Now- he was maybe was raised by da- a wild D'Artagnan. Sure, sure. <laughs> I don't think D'Artagnan was one of The Three Musketeers. Oh, right, right. Fact check McNally. I think, um, <laughs> I think he was, like, just their mate. Really? Oh, because yeah. there's four of them, aren't there? Yeah, I think. Anyway. It's like Avos, Bravos, and Carvos or whatever. Yep. No, that's what... You've nailed it. You've nailed it. Um, <laughs> it's Yui, Louie. Yeah. Uh, I think my... That was almost definitely a remake. You know how the DuckTales would do, like, the occasional, like, film noir episode? Yeah, or, yeah. There was definitely a Three Musketeers where the Three Musketeers were Huey, Dewey, and Louie. That's definitely a thing they did, right? Do you think they've ever dressed up Snap, Crackle, and Pop like the Three Musketeers? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now, I feel like I've been a little bit judgy on this podcast, so I want to, I want to, I want to clarify this by saying fencing is actually something that I'd really like to take up. I've been meaning to take it up for a while. I've got a bit of time now. I think it'd be fun. It's apparently really good cardio. But it's going to be good cardio. You're, you're, Each round lasts for like a second and a half. You're prancing around in the same way that boxing's like... No, it's not the same as boxing at all because boxing in, in, is like 12 rounds sort of sustained punching to your body and face. Yeah, right? it's just like boxing. This is this is like a second and a half of yeah, yeah, and that's the round over. That yeah, yeah is like pretty full on. Ben, would you poison the tip of the blade? I think you have to. Yeah, I think you have to. But too. I think that's like a level four thing. Yeah. You've got to get your black And shot. we all know there's only five levels in fencing. Exactly. Come on, guys. We all know this. Uh, the last level is fire sword. <laughs> um, so I'm saying that I actually am kind of envious of people who do fencing because I think it looks like fun, look a lot of fun. But if I was single, um, I don't think I'd lead with that. And I certainly wouldn't put it as the only photograph um, <laughs> on my ad, which he's done. Like, I think you he's... identify as a musketeer. Maybe that's yeah. the other thing. Uh, do you, do you, do you, maybe he was just born, you know, into this world. And he yeah. may, or maybe he's a time traveller, right? And he's turned yeah. up and he's like, hey, yeah. uh, you know, it's like one of those kind of... It does, it does actually, tell you what, it, your time travel thing does play out because of the kissing stuff. Yeah. Because he feels it would be uncouth to be like, you know, I will smooch my lady. Yes. A monster cock. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's mind-boggling toe-curling kissing. That's kind of nice. I think it's kind of nice. Imagine kissing someone then afterwards just being like, the mind boggles. (laughs) (laughs) The toe curls. But what would you lead with if not for fencing if you were single? I have invented the highly popular game of strip scrap. (laughs) Or, hey, I'm a time traveler. (laughs) Yeah. Do you want to know about 18th century France? 17th century France? 17th century France? Okay. Mm. Oh, emails. <laughs> uh, hey, can, we, can, can, I, can I share this one with you guys? Sure. Yes. Uh, this might be the last one. Uh, this is taken from Gumtree, taken from uh, Murulbark, Murulbark in the mis- miscellaneous goods section, 
was uh, posted today, and it's entitled Love Slash Sex Swing, $150, like new. (laughs) Wow. Uh Full setup, lots of fun, very sturdy, can handle up to 300 kilos. Now, my point and my only thing to this would be, like new, basically means used, Yeah. and a used sex wing is very different from a brand new sex Uh. wing. Yeah. That is um that is that is what let's, my let's play that little role play here, shall we? Uh-huh. Hi there. Um, I've just arrived to inspect the sex wing that you guys sure. yeah. are selling. So glad that you yeah, it's I was... like it's it's, it's like, like new. new. It's like new. You know what, what I mean? Like, is it new? It's like new. No, no, Why? it's 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 like new. It's like new. I remember when we opened it and we looked at it and uh-huh. it looked it looked exactly like it looks now. Huh. <laughs> just it, so it's new. Don't touch it's it. It's like new. Why do you keep saying like? Do you have? A black light on you? <laughs> because if you have a black light on you, I'm going to have to ask you to turn it off. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have it. Why would I have brought a black light? It's, it's new, right? This, this is a it's brand like new. No, it is new. It is new. It's kind of like... If- have you guys fucked in this the, next oh, week? Oh, over oh, and over, over and over, over again. So many times. So, so many times. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. I don't, I don't know if... Okay, I'm going to... I'm going to really expose myself as a bit of a straddy 180 here. But um, <laughs> as like buying a sex swing, right? Is this like buying a water slide where you need <laughs> quite a lot of room? Well, it looks like a, it's the size of a swing. You know, like a Oh like my a God, I just, I just saw the picture. That's not a fuck swing. That's, that's just a love seat. Can I see it? No, that... What do you mean? What, what do you mean? You're like, oh, I'm a straight one, but you can tell the difference between a love swing and a sex yeah, swing. Well, that just looks like a child's yeah, um, it's a, thing. It's almost a... like a, it's like something that you, you have on a veranda. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it I mean? It is. It's a pensioner hammock yeah. swing. I think a sex swing. I from... think you've been wandering past thinking these things, these swings are more innocuous than they are, Ben. Oh my God. I've seen so many of them. You've at been so in many so many houses. You're like, oh, that's a nice swing. And you're like sitting in it. And they're like, why is he getting in there? <laughs> <laughs> Does he know what's fucked in there? <laughs> Outside because we have to air it out. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, no, it why, is he, like a why is he licking it? Just stop <laughs> licking it, Ben. Stop licking it. Even if he thinks it's a normal seat, why is he doing that? <laughs> Tastes like new. Oh. oh, well, I think it looks like it definitely just looks like a hammock. Yeah, it's got a pattern on it that I don't associate with with sex. With sex. It's, it's stripes. It's stripy and, and sort of. Yeah, no, I think this is just a regular piece of lawn furniture. And they thought, well, I guess we need to sell it in a way that people know we've fucked in it. It would be be immoral for us to sell this to someone without letting them know we've fucked in it. But like, like, that is literally something you'd buy at Bunnings. Like, I guess if you fuck on anything, you can, like a fuck shovel. Like, (laughs) shovel. Aisle four. So many. Oh, oh man. But there is, I can see so many black leather, it looks like straps. Yeah, there's a couple of them on there. Maybe yeah. they've been added to it. I don't know. Can yeah. I say also, like, the... the, uh, the What they're asking for that, if that is just a piece of lawn furniture, that's outrageous. <laughs> so it could be that, and doing this podcast, I've discovered that there is a premium on top of sex apparatus. Oh, so what you think is they've gotten that and then they've just bolstered it with, like, rivets or something and they've added kind of so it can really take a no, pounding. No, I think the opposite <laughs> of that. I think they've gone, we'll buy this and then we'll rebrand it as a fuck swing and make some tidy coin. Oh. 
Like um, how your sister Eliza, she said on our podcast recently, no. was sold a Kmart no. bike. Oh. Um, and it turned out to be a fuck bike. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Ben, please stop. No, 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 no. Yeah, she was, somebody bought a bike from Kmart and was like, brand new cool bike, mm. and then put a premium on it. Yeah. Uh, I think that might be what's happening here. But I, I think I think that little anecdote is more of the comment of the intelligence of my little sister <laughs> rather than the person selling the bike. But uh, yeah, she's actually giving that away. Oh, is she? Yeah. Uh, if you want this Kmart bike, please get in touch with us and we'll arrange. I think, mm. I think your hypothesis is right, Ben. I think that is lawn furniture. I think that is absolutely lawn furniture. Oh. You are taking the piss. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have come to the end of the show. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, hey, does anyone have anything they want to plug coming up? No, I am going to be taking a great holiday, so that'll be real fun. Hey, can I give out the details and place of your wedding? Yep, please do. <laughs> please do. Um, probably, I don't... Mm. Where can people find out more about you? Oh, Definitely, definitely facebook.com uh-huh. forward slash girls gone mild. And, and you guys just joined Twitter too. Yeah, I know. That's the name of your radio show you do with your sister. It is a radio show that we do. And we'll be back next year at Giant Wolf with like Yarmadoon, a show we do probably Ooh. in January or February. Mm-hmm. Not that anyone else knows about this, but. That's very exciting. Yeah. yeah. And um, I will be. Um, on, in, in, if you, if you live in Sydney, uh, very funny man and previous guest Scott Dooley is. It's the last night of his Scott Dooley and Friends variety show, um, which uh, me and Alex Lee will be doing a news desk segment for, and a bunch of other great headliners. It's very, very, very funny, Ben. It's a great, great show. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And I have a little thing I want to plug, mm-hmm. um, which is that I uh, I don't know if listeners know this, but I midway through the year. Uh, one of the reasons we weren't doing this for a while is because I got a new job and I've been working at the radio doing Triple J stuff. And I, this weekend, so when you're listening to this, this coming weekend, which is the 13th and 14th, I'm going to be doing uh, Arvo's, which is kind of a big deal for me because I've only been doing overnight shifts when no one's been listening except for meth up truckers. Sure. Uh, but gonna, this is going to be a daytime thing and uh, I am probably going to suck at it because uh, I've not yeah. done daytime radio in ages. It's likely that you'll suck. Um, but if you are listening to Triple J on the 13th and 14th in the afternoon and you want to text in some nice stuff so the producer can read and people think I'm... Yep. Probably better than I am. Sure. That would be really helpful. Thank you. Michael Hing, that's really exciting. That also works, by the way, for negative stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, if you want to just text it, like, it's the same this number. shit cunt on the... It's the hey, same number. Also, you wrote something that I acted in too. Did the I? The SBS thing. Oh, I did. Those little yeah. little sketches. Yeah, I don't know why good. I call them little. I co-wrote them. I don't want to take full credit for them. Oh, well, it, you're the only writer's credit. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yeah, there you go. You did write it. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty sick. Double the money. So two friends working together in a way that they didn't realize they were working together at all. Sick. All right. Uh, well, thank you so much for listening to us. We just have one last thing to do, which is to thank our lovely guest this week. Thank you so much, Eliza Riley. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Hope Again. you've enjoyed having a lovely yeah, time. So great to have you back. We thank have you. thoroughly enjoyed having you here. And uh, if you enjoyed the show and if you enjoy the show please rate and review it helps other people find it yep and we'll be back again next week uh so see you then bye if you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain if you're not into yoga if you have half a brain if you like making love at midnight in the dunes on the cape
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.